I don't want to welcome y'all to another Daily Deccan, your rosary on the road. We're wrapping up the intentions that we got this weekend, although I have to confess I haven't checked the inbox yet this morning, so I don't know. There might be something else in there that I've missed. Uh, but we're on our last one from the, this past week. Uh, today we're praying for Dee, and Dee has written in because she's trying to get a family off the ground. She wants to be in a place where that's possible, so she's looking to relocate. And, you know, this is a challenge that faces so many people today, because this thing, which really should be the easiest and most natural thing in the world, which is to start a family, is beset on all sides in our society by tremendous obstacles and a general psychology that's arrayed against it. So it is a challenge, and it requires some very difficult decisions. So I want to pray for Dee. I want to pray for uh, her success in finding a place that allows her children to grow uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy uh, and, and well cared for, and that enables her, or rather that, what's the word I'm looking for, that makes it easy that facilitates, there it is, the word is facilitates, that facilitates her success in creating a good, strong Christian household. So we'll pray uh, pray for her today. And if you have an intention that you'd like to send in, I would love to have it. I'd love to pray for you. You can send that in to requests at protonmail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E. Requests in the plural at protonmail.com. And I'll do my usual spiel about giving us the opportunity to pray for you and stand before the throne of God and confess that he is powerful. And so many of you have heard this so many times, that's why it's, uh, that's why I fly through it there. But it really is something that we should not take for granted. I'm wrong for doing that. It is something that we should really seriously consider every single time that we approach a saint or stand before the throne of God. We, we should never take for granted the fact that God wants us to be there. He wants us to be in conversation with Him constantly, constantly with our eyes fixed on Him, because that means that we're rightly oriented, we're rightly ordered. If we don't have our eyes fixed on Him all the time, that means that we're turning away from Him. And so it's these prayers are, are pleasing to God. They're good things for us to do, morally good for us to do. And that's something that, even though I say it all the time, I say it because we should never lose sight of it. Perhaps I say it too often and we start to take it for granted, or you just get used to hearing it. I get used to saying it, and it has a negative effect overall, but it is something that we should never forget. And for those of you who have never listened before, never heard my voice before here, uh, then you've been, uh, you've, now, you've, now you know. <laughs> for now, let's go ahead and uh, get your rosaries. And we're going to turn to God, turn our hearts and our minds to God on behalf of our sister in Christ, Dee, and uh, pray for her success in finding a good place uh, to uh, plant uh, her family, that it might grow strong and with deep roots. Today is, today is Thursday. Today's Thursday. Goodness, the week has gone by quickly. So we're going to pray in English today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, weeping and mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. For forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Oh, St. Joseph, patron of the family of the Universal Church, we ask, we humbly ask thy intercession on behalf of the handmaiden of God, Dee, and her quest to start a family. For thou hast given charge over the Holy Family, and therefore has extended thy patronage over all families, their formation and their well-being. We ask that since thou hast extended this patronage to families, this finding of homes, jobs, that thou wouldst take special care and bring the petition of thee before the throne of thy foster son, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, and humbly implore him on our behalf to assist her, to clear the way for her, and remove all obstacles, that she may find a suitable place for her family to be planted and to grow, that it might flourish in faith and in physical wealth and health. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who is God, and liveth and reigneth with God the Father and God the Holy Ghost, one true God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily trials, the obstacles and the fighting the obstacles in our way, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, I've gone over my time limit, this sort of personal time limit that I set for myself, on the last couple of these. I think I, the final uh, time for uh, the recording before last was 31 minutes, and then yesterday's was 33 minutes, which is very long. I try to keep these things between 25 and 30 minutes for everybody who's listening. So I, I promise to be short today, and I don't actually have a whole lot to say yet really struggled to find something to reflect upon today. My mind has been wandering. It's been very frustrating. That's one of those things that frustrates you when you don't have control of the situation. And that's sort of what occurred to me. Uh, and it's it's funny to me, I don't know it's, whether it's genuinely funny, but it made me laugh to think about what inspired today's reflection. Because uh, I was uh, listening to, <laughs> I was actually listening to Queen, uh, the the band Queen, in particular, I'm a uh, in a past life I was a big fan of the Highlander series, and you know when you get out of the past life, the secular life that one leads, and you discover Christ and start moving closer to His church, the things that you used to enjoy and used to listen to and used to watch, they take on. It's strange, you know. They looked so so normal and harmless before. And suddenly you realize that actually no, there, there's there's a lot of problems there. You know, you you start to see things clearly, like you've had the 
you've had glasses removed, you've had these these reality-altering goggles taken off your face, and you start to see a lot of ugliness in things that are sort of packaged and handed to us as being wholesome. I came to a realization about um, you know there's a lot of a lot of fantasies out there, fantasy stories. There's all sorts of uh, there's novels, there's, there's films, all sorts of things that really serve as a kind of escapism. And one of the central themes in all of these, and I, I think really the exception would be Tolkien's work. He doesn't have this so much. Uh, in fact, he, he goes in quite the opposite direction. He's Catholic, so it's not a big surprise there. But the theme that seems to dominate in most of the fantasy literature and film that I've encountered is control. It's this constant human yearning that we've never really been rid of, that temptation in the garden that we shall be like gods, have absolute control over things. You know, it's, that's, the, that's the theme behind uh, most of the uh, music and most of the films that uh, surround series like you know, science fiction and, and fantasy series that place you, the reader, in the midst of all of this to identify with the main character. You know, there's there's sort of a godlike quality to a lot of these main characters. And they have, their quest is for control of their situation, and they achieve it in almost all cases. Uh, the, the Highlander thing is there could, there could be only one. And, uh, and which is which in and, in and of itself contains that it takes that control and that godlike quality and even elevates it to the point of, of blasphemy. It's a blasphemous mockery. Uh, and uh, the uh, the all of the songs that you hear. So this is especially true of most rock songs, but particularly the themes that come out of bands like like Queen, and I guess it's not surprising considering the, the mental debility that the main singer suffered from, but it all has to do with personal power, with uh, personal elevation. It's all, the music itself is empowering, and we as a society love things that are empowering. You know, it empowers women, it empowers minorities, it empowers uh, people, you know, it, it's, it's things that are empowering, these things, we lift these things up. And if you're not a Christian, it's difficult to see anything wrong with that. You know, when I was in school, they talked about self-esteem constantly. Everybody should have high self-esteem, to engage with high self-esteem. If you're not raised in a Christian household, and you're not raised to understand what makes Christianity what it is, the central element of it, which is to love God with your whole heart, whole mind, your whole soul, and your whole strength. All of this will seem very innocuous. And it goes to show just how unchristian our society is. But that's not the point of what I really wanted to talk about today. It's not to gripe or complain, but rather to remind. And it's a reminder that I need it myself, because it's easy to get into that music. You, know, you listen to it, you get into it. And metal is the same way. I'm, I'm a big metalhead myself. That empowerment 
that you're feeling is very, very worldly and very, very human. The idea of having total control is a very human longing. And it is antithetical, ultimately, to what we are told we are supposed to be by God. And God promises us a sort of absoluteness. But it is an absoluteness that is joined to His absoluteness, His totality. And that means that there has to be a, a self-emptying, there has to be a surrender on our part. We have to give up control. The things that we want, and I was helping my son uh, the other day deal with the disappointment. He doesn't really have a concept of this. He struggles with the idea of being disappointed. He doesn't understand why that has to be. And on the one hand, you know, it's it's one thing to say. My wife said, "It's you know, if you're never disappointed, you can never be truly happy because you don't know what happiness is and you don't know what disappointment is." And that's true. But uh, I think that the disappointment can stand on its own. Disappointment is denial. It's just like we were talking about yesterday with obedience. Disappointment is denial. And accepting reality's denial of your desires is the first step towards mastering your own self-denial. You know, just like accepting obedience is the first step to going out and seeking to make yourself obedient, which is the higher form. Giving up control and accepting disappointment and not just resigning yourself to it, but embracing it really, is a means whereby we come to better understand exactly who needs to have control in our lives. And it's not, so, it's not something so simple as Jesus take the wheel. You know, we still have to act, we still have to will, we still have to do things. But one of the things that our desire for control oppresses us with is this anxiety and fear and, and need to know. We need to know what's going to happen. We need to have it in, we have, need to have that in our knowledge. Even if it's something bad, knowing it makes all the difference. It's, it's important to us. And that's contrary in its essence to faith. The desire for control, this need to know, is all contrary to the virtue of faith. I suppose it's contrary to the virtue of hope as well, but not so much. It's really contrary to the virtue of faith more than anything else. Having faith is the state of being comfortable with not knowing at its most essential, at, at, its, at its base. It is comfort with not knowing. It's acceptance of not knowing. It's perfect contentment with not knowing. That's the, that's the essence of faith. Now, it's not that you want to be ignorant so much. It's not a desire for ignorance. But it is our contentment with not knowing what's going to come next. It's not necessarily our trust that God is going to make things turn out great for us. God will take care of everything. That's a, that's a very Protestant way of thinking. No offense to the Protestants that are listening, but this sort of idea seems to reign, particularly in evangelical circles, not so much the high church Protestants like the Lutherans and the Methodists and them. This is more of an evangelical thing. God will just take care of everything. He'll handle everything. No, no free will necessary. And that's very far from how we as proper Christians should understand our relationship with God. 
And it's not real faith because God lets things happen to us, bad things. He chastises us with some fair amount of frequency. So God taking care of everything, well, you, if God's taking care of everything, you better be prepared for what's coming uh, in, a, in a manner of speaking because it could get, could get, the seas could get choppy. But faith is allowing God to command no matter what his plans are. It's not just trusting that God's going to make things okay. It's surrendering our own will to say whatever is coming is the will of God. And because it is the will of God, it is good. It may not feel good, but it is good because it is the will of God. And it is my job, it's my task, to take it and turn it to something godly no matter what it is. Whether it's joy, whether it's suffering, whether it's struggle, whether it's relaxation, whatever it is, turning it to God is the, is the summation of our entire task. And turning it to God means giving up that control. It means taking everything as it comes, accepting the blows as they come, and moving forward no matter what. That means to a certain degree not indulging in the kind of fantasy and daydreaming where we have total control over things. Or at least, if you're going to enjoy that sort of thing as a form of entertainment, not allowing it to penetrate the soul. It means turning away from the society that tells you you can have everything you want. And that includes the American dream. This whole concept of the American dream is very much rooted in this, no, in this false notion of control over our environment. Now it doesn't, again, it's not make your, don't make yourself a doormat, that's not the point either. But it is a degree of, a great degree of faith and surrendering control to God and preparing yourself spiritually, mentally, and in some cases materially for what may come. That you might put yourself in a position where no matter what you can turn the thing to a godly end. And that's what you really should prepare yourself for. And there's a lot of people out there that are preparing for survival, these survival preppers, preppers out there. Most of them are only concerned with their physical survival. What we ought to be concerning ourselves with is how we will spiritually survive, how our souls will survive every possible thing that could be coming at us. And to watch the signs around us, to watch the weather of our lives, so to speak, and to see clearly what may be coming down the road and prepare ourselves spiritually for it, to keep ourselves always oriented towards the star of God's command so that we're always moving in the one direction towards Him and towards Heaven. And so my prayer today is that all of us will be given the fortitude and that uh, we will only be given what we can handle from God so that we can turn everything that comes to us towards God and keep ourselves moving forward. And that we'll be free of the temptations. And this is the real heart of the prayer, that all of us will be free of these temptations towards control, absolute control of our lives, because it is a terrible temptation, and that driving the devil hence 
we might serve God in such a way that is pleasing to him and he is able to look at us and say good and faithful servant in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Amen